Can you guess how many lighthouses there are in Nova Scotia where we live? 14,000. <laughs> Welcome to Book Me Podcast, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Lindsay Glode Rainingbird. Join me as we journey through contemporary Canadian literature, reading as much as we can and chatting with authors, illustrators, and other bookish folk celebrating our dynamic, diverse, and vibrant national literary scene as we go. So grab a snack, get cozy, break that binding, dog ear those pages, let's dig into it. Today, we've got Lana Shoup, author of the sweet little summer read, The Lonely Little Lighthouse. It's a children's book about a lighthouse that's been forgotten and left to decay for years and what it takes to save her. We'll talk about the inspiration for the book, our mutual love of lighthouses, and how we teach kids the importance of conservation. Finally, we'll have a very special little guest tell us her thoughts on the book from a preschooler's perspective. Welcome, Lana. Hi. How are you? I am very well, thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Tell me what made you want to write this book. What was the inspiration? My father served in the Canadian military and was killed on the job when I was four in Ottawa. And my mom really wanted my brother and I to know our father through the people who knew him. And I'll forever be grateful to her for this. She moved us down to Shelburne, to Sandy Point. I lived very close to the lighthouse, played on the beach there every summer. I got to know my dad through the people by the lighthouse. And I was feeling particularly homesick and said, I really want to honor those people because they kind of helped raise me. So I said, I'm going to write a little story about this lighthouse and how they've saved it. And, um, because I was very worried that it was going to be torn down like many others have been. Thankfully, Nimbus got on board and the book is here now. And it's just a joy for me to see. And I'm very excited to be taking it down to Sandy Point soon. And so excited that it's embraced by so many people. Oh, that's a beautiful story. You're going to take the book down and introduce it to the real lighthouse? To the real lighthouse. Yeah, pretty (laughs) excited. And so tell me a little bit about the process of making the book. How did you choose an illustrator and was the vision that you had in your head played out on the page exactly how you thought it would or? Nimbus chose the illustrator and I don't believe anyone could have done a better job at bringing my those little characters and those little visions in my head as I'm writing. Marla did a phenomenal job with this book and so did Nimbus putting it together. It is a joy for my heart to see it in real life. Marla Sage, who illustrated the yes. book. Yeah, and she made just a really cute little lighthouse face. Like, it's just... <laughs> she so did. And there's just so much detail in all the illustrations. Yeah. yeah. And inclusivity and... and Love just that, yeah. Everything she got, she hit every possible note there was to, to, to hit for the book. So it worked out beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. So were you part of the conservation effort or? Sadly, I had moved away, so I wasn't part of the con- conservation effort other than monetarily. We, we donated money, but um, I certainly taught my children the importance of this lighthouse to me personally, and now it is very important to them. I'm sure that this lighthouse will forever be in their hearts and they will help when they can. So you grew up by the lighthouse. I did. So tell me a little bit about how you came to realize that it was so important and that it was breaking down and how did that happen? I think, you know, the saying absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, not living there anymore. I missed it 
even more. I miss the ocean. We live in Calgary now, so I live very far away from the ocean. And I just really got homesick for my mom and for Shelburne and got reminiscing and, and thought this would be kind of a great way for me to just relive all those memories of playing on the beach when I was a kid and taking my kids to the beach and spending time there with my mom and bringing my now husband there when we were courting. Um, <laughs> and I know that he loves it as well. And it's just it's just a magical place, particularly at sunset, but all the time. It's a magical place. And I know that might sound corny, but no. it really is the truth. And everyone in that community so embraced the conservation of this, spearheaded by an indomitable Sandy Pointer named Bernice Goodick, who she took the challenge. She was a lighthouse keeper's daughter herself. So she had a vested interest and she rallied that community and they came through with flying colors to save it and restore it and all the things that go into that. So... And now it's like a big community gathering place. It's a great community gathering place. And weddings are held there. It's just the most beautiful spot. And you go and collect shells on the beach. And the kids play on the beach. And it, it's just the best place to be. <laughs> just quintessentially, quintessentially Nova Scotian. Nova Scotian. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you know if this is happening to a lot of other lighthouses in Nova Scotia. I think. My last I did during my research, there are 197 uh, lighthouses still remaining in Nova Scotia. Not all of them are working. A lot of communities have adopted them and they are preserving them, but a lot have been torn down or a lot have been left to, you know, the elements to just neglect. That was part of the reason why I thought, okay, we need a, we need to, uh, this generation, well, picture books are for everyone, but um, I thought the best way to convey that would be through a picture book. And um, let's, you know, get this generation on board with preserving this piece of our maritime heritage that so often has been neglected and left. And it is so important. And, you know, we use that as kind of a touchstone. We use it in all pictures, postcards, everything. You see lighthouses in Nova Scotia, but we just don't take care of them. So if somebody listening wants to help a lighthouse... How would they go about doing that, do you think? There is um, actually a society here in Nova Scotia called the Nova Scotia Lighthouse Preservation Society, and you can certainly join them as a member. You can donate to them, and they disperse funds throughout Nova Scotia for, for just that purpose, to save the lighthouses or to give the communities to help if they need repairs. Or you can find a lighthouse that you love near you and find out how, you know, is, is there a community involved in that lighthouse? How can you help? Visit a lighthouse, take pictures, yes. let it be known that you visited a lighthouse. Um, talk to the talk lighthouse. Talk to the lighthouse. They're lonely. Yeah, they're lonely. They don't, they want you to come and play by them and um, just being aware. So what do you hope children are going to learn about conservation through your book? I just hope they will understand the importance of it and their, how they can make a difference, no matter how big or how small. Um, the whole kind of story behind this is how this one woman brought a community together. And I believe that children can do that. Children do that through their enthusiasm, through their joie de vivre, through, you know, just how much they embrace all these things. They're way cooler about these things than we are. <laughs> you know, we have to be convinced. You tell them, you tell a child that we need to save that lighthouse, they're going to save that lighthouse. So they're going to try very hard to, to figure out how to, and they're going to convince the adults in their life to do so. So I think just awareness, and I think just having another book 
and a book maybe, hopefully, that would appeal to them at some level, they will get the message, and I know they will. I think they did. I think they will, too. Yeah. And there's just something about the next generation that's trying so much harder and takes it to heart. I think there's so many little environmentalists. There's so many people that care more than I feel like maybe my generation. A hundred percent. Yours, maybe. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think your generation is probably doing an even better job than my generation is doing. But my I, I have such a true belief in in children and what they can accomplish. And, and they've got they put everything they have into it. And like I said, whereas we need to be convinced, they know, they just know, they just get it. it takes us a while, but they get it. Yeah, they're like, why are we not saving yeah, like, the world? Well, what do you mean? Yeah. It's not saved yet? Okay, I'll do it <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah, I'll do that tomorrow, <laughs> you know, after snack time. <laughs> so as a big book lover yourself, do you have some suggestions of other children's books that you might keep the Lonely Little Lighthouse company on the shelf? There are a lot of great um, lighthouse books, but um, I'm not only do I love lighthouses, I love pirates. <laughs> and Marla, actually, Marla, the illustrator of this book, has a wonderful book that she's written and illustrated about a pirate. And um, I also really love Mabel Murple. Mabel Murple has oh, been a gosh, staple yes. in our house. And my, my oldest is now 27 years old, and we were, we've been reading Mabel Murple at my house forever. So I would love for the Lonely Lighthouse to have Mabel Murple as a comp- as a as a person keeping them company and um just any picture book. Just I think everyone should read a picture book a day. That is my my mission, my goal is to have everyone read a picture book a day and not just children. Everyone. No, anyone can. Yeah. There's yeah. there's some really really good there's ones some coming really, out. Really good yeah. Ones. yeah. Yeah, no Mabel Murple. We just visited Mabel Murple's pur- Purple House this summer, my children and I and uh, their cousin, and it was just beautiful, and the animals were there, and we got to see them, and I was just like, this is so magical. It's another magical place. The Lonely Little Lighthouse has a magical spot, and yeah. Mabel has a magical spot as well. Yeah. It makes them come alive. It does. Yeah, when I read this book with my daughter last night, she was just so excited that it was based on a real story. She said, it's a real lighthouse. We can visit it. I said, do you want to go visit Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. I'm hoping everyone will visit it so the Lonely Lighthouse won't be lonely anymore. Not so much anymore. Are you currently working on something else that you might be able to tell us about? think so. I am working on a couple of um, picture books, but I do have a chapter book coming out um, with Running the Goat Press in Newfoundland in 2023. It's called The Hippie Pirates. <laughs> it's a chapter book. It's kind of like a magic tree house kind of thing, but based in Atlantic Canada. They don't travel the world. They're going to time travel in Atlantic Canada. Time so. travel. I love time travel. <laughs> Sign me up. Okay. I'll put you on the list for the first one to buy. Send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you reading yourself right now? I just finished um, Gladys Canteen, which is by Pottersfield Press, and it was it's about um, it's the history of the canteen that was down at Hurdles Beach that's not there anymore, um, and it was just it was one of those nostalgic feel good kind of down home kind of reads that you know maritime publishers are known for, um, but that's that's what I just finished reading on my on my list. But anything about books, anything about bookshops. You know, book lovers, book clubs, those are my go-to Books kind of about books. books. Books about books. Books about writing. Books about writing. I like that, too. Yeah. 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 
So was there a particular part about the book that you would like to share an excerpt from? So this is um, the part of the book where the lighthouse does go through, she goes through a lot of her memories, but she's talking about her most cherished memories. And I remember uh, the lighthouse keeper that was there when I was growing up. For me, he was a really old man, but he really wasn't now that I'm now that I'm older and understand age better. But he was always very nice to us, you know, wanting to talk about the lighthouse. And did we have any questions? And I thought, wow, if the lighthouse has a keeper, it must be really must be really important. So I better be really good down here. I also knew he knew my mother, so I knew that if <laughs> you if get I it stepped wrong. Out of line, I was getting it wrong, she was gonna hear about it. So this is this is one of my favorite pages. Some of her most cherished memories were of time spent with the lightkeeper, watching and waiting for him to row out in his dory to light her lamp and turn on her foghorn. The lightkeeper was very gentle and kind when he worked at keeping her clean and tidy. The little lighthouse thrilled to the sound of his voice as he told her tales of faraway places and fantastical creatures that lived in the ocean out past the harbor. She never felt lonely when the lighthouse keeper was with her. That's so sweet. Thank you for joining me. It was so nice to meet you and thank you for inviting me. And I hope everyone does have a chance to go and visit the lighthouse in Sandy Point and say hi to the lighthouse for me when you get there. And now for our special guest. My daughter Nina joined me last night at home mid-bedtime routine to give her own thoughts on the book. Here it is. Hi, we have a very special guest on the podcast today. What's your name? Nina. And how old are you, Nina? Five and a half. And did we just read The Lonely Little Lighthouse? Yes, it was awesome. I like lighthouses because on the top they look like a submarine. What do you think the lighthouse would be like? How do you think she would act? Nice. It was sad when the light keeper goed away because it was a lonely and didn't have any friends. I like the part when the buoy made friends with the lighthouse and the lighthouse made friends with the buoy. I like the part when they said they're going to save the lighthouse. Why did you like that part? Then people could eat there and dance and sing music. I think it's important to take care of old buildings because sometimes they're special and sometimes they are very good for our world because boats will bump into shore and they won't be able to drive and then they'll get a big hole. You're right, that might happen. Can you guess how many lighthouses there are in Nova Scotia where we live? (laughs) Fourteen thousand. <laughs> Last thoughts before bed. I think it's cool that the lighthouse is real. Do you think you would want to go visit that lighthouse? Yes. Would you want to read another book by this person? 
Yes. Write lots and 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 more books. Thank you, Lana, and a special thank you to my own little bookworm. The Lonely Little Lighthouse is available now everywhere books are sold. And thank you for listening and hanging out with us. Join me next time on this book lover's journey as we try to read more, read Canadian, read local. You know, all the good things. Mm-hmm.